good evening. Welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Taylor Von Brian. Brian is from the legendary Diamond Head. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Sean. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been listening to you. Oh, we're actually we're talking about we're going to celebrate the re-release of Light to the Nations, which a lot of tracks have been on different title albums, but has been out. God, I know these songs. So hearing them re-released and redone is awesome for me because I've heard them since I was a teenager. And yeah. It's a, those are landmark songs. Those are songs, I don't even, you have to tell me, like, when you wrote those songs, there was nothing like it. I go back in time. I can't, even at the time, I heard nothing that sounds like that. <laughs> well, that's very nice of you to say so. I always think it has to come from somewhere. Uh, um, I mean, the, you know, we were obviously listening to bands of the time, seven, the classic 70s bands like right. Sabbath. And Judas Priest and Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin. But somehow the four guys seem to come up with something new, uh, in my opinion. And uh, some of the songs, like Lightning to the Nations and The Prince, I feel it's hard to say where they came from. It, it is right. quite it's like we almost found an original style. And I, mean, I agree. We were very interested in uh, upping the tempos and, and making things exciting live, you know, because before we had a record out, we used to do gigs and no one would know any of the material. So we soon learned that the fast songs were the winners, you know, the slow songs would seem to be a bit boring and the crowd oh, you know, yeah. might lose interest. But we realised the fast songs, when we wrote things like, uh, it's electric and and uh, wild on the streets and helpless and stuff. Um, they would get the crowd going, so uh, we became kind of, you know, almost thrashy before the, the people before used that. Yeah, but, you know. Were you doing stuff. any covers in, in, in the beginning? Uh, we, doing any we did the odd cover. We weren't very good at, at playing covers. I can okay. remember us. You know, I mean, we'd only rehearsing in a my bedroom or in a in a friend's garage and things like that. So we'd occasionally do. We've done Paranoid. We've done Motorhead. We've done Space Station Number Five. We did this song by a, a New York band called the Tough Darts called um, "It's All for the Love of Rock and Roll" that we we heard on the, the John Peel show. But we didn't do many covers. We we were, as I say, we weren't very good at it. We used to jam the Ripper. But we, I couldn't work all that. Dee, 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 dee. That midlife bit, out, I couldn't get it. So it didn't get very far. <laughs> it, it, well, you, you know what it is. It's interesting to me because when I heard it and I heard it that, even listening now and listening to it over the years, I'm like, I don't know where I can't even resource. You got the ideas or the, I guess the closest thing is that I read, you know, you talk about Zeppelin and maybe Deep Purple, only in something about the song structure, not sounding anything like them. But the freeness mm -hmm. of Zeppelin was Zeppelin would do like three different songs in one song, which is what yes. you guys would do. That that is something I feel, but not the sounds or by any means. Yes, yes, and and I also think a song like uh, "Victim of Changes," you know, where it's got yes. that bit goes down in the middle, and I think that might have been an inspiration for a song like "Sucking My Love," where you've got the you know the big section and then it goes down a big solo builds back up again to a big crescendo uh so i, I you know as i say i i think a lot of it was pretty original pretty much <coughs> excuse me the four guys sort of coming together and and sparking each other off but um it must have come from somewhere but it, it, at least we weren't just a blueprint you know saying right. we all love 
say Black Sabbath, so we're going to end up sounding like Black Sabbath. That wasn't the case, you know. We we all liked different things, and we were able to bring uh, different things to the mix. And I think um, we, you know, we got something new out of it, which which I always think is the way it should be. I, I you know, in the seventies, it seemed like there was lots of very original bands who were all doing their own thing, and they were they were not similar in any way. And then you know as you move forward you start saying well these sound like that band and they sound like that band until now sometimes a band comes on the radio for example and i don't know who it is it just sounds like it could be metallica it could be i don't know who it is half the time you know like some bands have lost that idea of striving for originality you better know it's metallica though I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah you got no james voice no i'm teasing yeah metallica is one of the best things that Metallica did and is by, by them celebrating that music and actually a bunch of them through the years to and brought it to a lot of people that would not have been aware of it. Yes. Um, it, I was one, you know, I, I have to say, Oh, actually, my friend actually had, actually had, had your tape, uh, behold the beginning. And I heard okay. it and, but he also was listening to Metallica and helpless and like everything was out there. So I don't know the timeline, but I heard that you guys were on the same time actually though, to me. It wasn't like yeah, pretty much, yeah. We were just we were slightly ahead of Metallica because yes. we formed in '76 and they formed in '81. But um, yeah, I mean, thanks to Metallica, a lot of our songs got a new lease of life. Uh, and also, we recorded that album, that original album, so quickly and cheaply. Like the whole thing was recorded and mixed in a week, so it wasn't like Metallica had to worry about the production. Or yeah. it's not like you, you're copying. Um, say a Led Zeppelin song or something where there's a lot more layers and work gone into it. Um, the Diamond Head stuff was pretty raw and pretty, you know, pretty much done quickly by, you know, there wasn't a good song is a good song, Brian. A good song is a good song, no matter how you call it. That must've been what they saw in it. They probably thought the production is nothing special, but the, the song is, is there then. And yeah, they could see through that. That's totally. Totally, totally. I think, and is this a true? Like when you guys did that album, did they? Did you really sign a deal that gave you gave away like a bunch of your publishing for like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the guy who owned the studio was it fifty percent for the people that don't know. Was it 50%, like fifty percent? Yeah. Oh my god! I know, I know. Terrible, terrible. Oh, I hope but he's we were only nineteen, twenty, so we were very naive. We didn't know. You know, we probably never read a contract or anything. Uh, So the guy who owned the studio also owned a label called Happy Face Records. And he also had a publishing company called Hobby Happy Face Music. And uh, he said, as far as I'm aware, if you will let you have a week in the studio to to make your record. And all I'll have in return, instead of you paying me, I'll I'll have 50% of your publishing. And we probably thought, Okay, that seems like a good deal. But of course, we signed away fifty percent of our publishing for fifteen years, and then, oh. uh, and then of course, as Metallica started selling records, we realised we were losing money. So oh my God. we had to get a bit legal on that. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like he, well, I mean, the fact that he had all that advantage and knowledge, he was really just taking advantage of you guys. Oh, you know, totally. That was just kind of it wasn't like he was trying to co- recoup something. He was really just. Yes. You know, oh, he, he made he made a load of money out of us. Yeah, by doing nothing, by letting us have a week in his studio. I mean, some of the best producers, and I can even say up to my head, like, like Steve Albini will go in, like he did Nirvana. He didn't. He's like, I take a salary. 
I don't take points on the artist. I will not take away. He could have been, you know, from never mind. He could have been crazy rich, but he just took a salary because that's not what you do. You don't take away from an artist, you know. Yeah, I, I think some. If you're a writer like in Mott Lang, for that's, example, yeah, that's the other different. You know, he co-wrote all the Def Leppard songs, so that's fair enough. But if right. you if you're just the producer guy, who then yeah, you're probably better off taking a fee, aren't you? It's fairer in the long. It's world. much more moral for a band, but. And what were you thinking? Like literally, like, like when Am I Evil? When you you start with song off, and then you literally it was like you stop, and then you go to this like crazy guitar solo, and then just <laughs> this heavy, heavy beat. Like once again, that just feels like it's something that came out of like a live performance or something. It was it was chopped together, but back then there was nothing like that. No, I think we yeah we would just keep making home demos. I, I, all we got was a cassette recorder, and we would write the songs. And we would listen to them and critique them. And we had nobody telling us what to do. There was nobody saying, oh, no, you can't have a seven and a half minute song and things like that. <laughs> so we were left up to our own devices. And, and we were, you know, we'd keep coming up with riffs. And we'd, we'd feel we've got to put them in. Oh, that, that's a great riff. We should put that in there. And and uh, as I've said before, Am I Able to, like, over a year to write from from you know, when I first came up with the riff until we made the record and and even when we were making the record we were still changing it we changed the the backing underneath the guitar right. song and things like that uh, so so we'd keep adding and and tweaking and Sean would be forever refining his vocals and his lyrics um, he'd sing a different lyric every night almost but uh, right. once once you'd record it on the record then that that would become it's the final. Legal. yeah it becomes sort of okay you can you can leave it alone now you don't have to keep working on it you know well and that's the thing i mean it's like sometimes when you play guitar and they've learned over the years and start playing guitar you, you can really get an idea how a song is put together You're like oh i see why he did that or wow this is some really cool chords but even now going back i'm like i don't get where you went from here to here like yeah one of the things you need to get right is the links, like like you sort of mentioned there, going from the verse to the bridge or the bridge to the chorus, and you sometimes find a little way of doing that uh, that becomes yours. Well, yeah, it's uh, brilliant. I just don't know how you thought of that because, like, usually you can yeah. see it like out in front of you, and you're like, nope, I'm going to create a new path, and that's and yeah, I don't know about... other than you know we did have a broad. Um, spectrum of taste. Uh, we like prog bands like you know Yes and Genesis and and I used to listen to Gentle Giant and all sorts of bands. And uh, I think the broad base helped with throwing ideas in the pot. We were all pretty much uh, open to ideas and and um, whatever came in. You know what? What was the best idea? We'd we'd be pretty good like that. You know, pretty creative. I mean, when you're nineteen, twenty, you know, you've got nothing to lose. Have you? Your your brain's open to to any ideas that flying around. And we were very good at writing, particularly yeah. Sean Harris and myself. We uh, we we were pretty quick, and um, we we could cut bounce ideas. We could come up with a riff on the spot. You know, or say for example, if I came up with a with a riff, Sean would maybe come up with a chorus, you know, and he was mm -hmm. he was a really good at coming up with melodies on the spot, you know. Uh, so I could do a riff, and within a minute or something, he'd be there trying to come up with a tune, 
scat some lyrics, you know, you'd sort of almost got half a shape within, you know, an hour or something. And we'd, we'd make notes and we'd record it so we didn't forget it, you know. But, yeah, we were very good at that. It didn't, it, it wasn't laboured. It, it, it seemed to flow and it was very exciting. That was all my, always one of the, my favourite parts was the creativity uh, of writing new songs. And it's always a lightning in a bottle if you find a good songwriter that can help you write, create something very new. Much so. Very you much know. so. I always thought everybody was like that, but it, it, it turns out... <laughs> Now, Sean was really good at it. Uh, so I've worked with other people, and it, it's like very hard. You have to wait and wait and wait. And some people are scared to put their ideas down yep. in case somebody criticizes it. But whereas Sean would just throw ideas out all the time, uh, he must have had some kind of confidence or naivety where he was not worried about criticism and would just go with it, go with the flow. And, or he has a comfort with you too. I mean, that's the other it thing. Just is, yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah. talent and there's comfort and there's a lot of layers to that. Where yeah. you know, and you guys just laid it out there because this voice is so good and it was great because it was like heavy music, but it was also very melodic. Yeah, yeah. it had so much yeah. different you know out there, which was yeah. That, well, Sean's is kind of a bluesier singer, isn't he? A bluesy rock singer. Yeah, I think His that, yeah. singers it were like Paul Rogers and yeah. uh, like Robert Plant, but. Um, you know, the, nobody done the screaming, had they then? Uh, this in, in, back in 1980, 81, we hadn't got the, the growling or the real screaming, right. you know. So, the, you know, the big rock singers were like Plant, Gillen, um, Dio, uh, Coverdale, Rogers, you know, people like that. So that's probably more where Sean was leaning, you know, towards the classic rock singer rather than, right. you know. But you guys are so different, though. Because <laughs> I don't, well, but I'm saying you were so different because he had that melody, but you still had that rock, heavy guitar. Yeah. But because yeah. of the time, you had a very clean sound also. What yeah. were you using? Yeah. What was your setup at the time? It would just be Marshall. That's all there was. What about your guitar? Yeah, just Mar a Marshall JCM. I can't remember. Maybe a J um, I can't remember. Probably... Uh, with a distortion pedal for solos, and I had a Morley Powerwire boost uh, for solos. But uh, you just try and get a, a good Kerrang out of your amp, you know, and 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 mic it up, and away you go. We we didn't have a lot of equipment. Uh, I had the Flying V. Sean had his Les Paul standard, and that's all we had. And we would try and make that work, you know. Well, maybe less. Sometimes it's less is better because you're focusing on it. Yeah, possibly. And you don't go down the amp. rabbit hole, right? Like nowadays, how much do you have? To choose from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now when you play, you're like, I have an idea for riff, and you're like here, and you're tweaking, and you you know, yeah. module here, and next thing you know, like three hours are gone, and you're like, oh, what was that riff? Like, you're yeah, like, yeah. Whereas back in the day, you're just like, I'm just gonna have to noodle out. We're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah, that's you right. That's, that's the danger of, of too much good technology being too awesome. <laughs> that's so, right. Yeah. We're celebrating. So this album has been re-released, and I think it's white vinyl, and it's just it's out on all the digital platforms. What's the impetus to get it re-released? How did you guys get your hands on it so you can finally start to get it back out uh, again, well, celebrate it? It's been, it's been released over the years, but right. normally there's been a 10-year licensing deal. Uh, and the last one ran out in 2021. Uh, that was with Universal. So uh, because we're now with Silver Lining, we did we did the coffin train on Silver Lining. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. The re-recording of Lightning to the Nations in 2020. Um, the, the label Silver Lining said, "Yeah, we'd be interested in um, 
in in some you know any catalogue you've got and i said well lighting to the nations is due uh or runs out rather in 2021 so we could do that so they got on board and uh they said have you got any bonus material so i I managed to, you know, find what I could and we managed to put five tracks on there which we've never been released before that I'd had for a, a few years <clears throat> in the cupboard, you know, locked away, thinking that might come in handy one day. Uh, yeah. And so we were able to put them on this as a real, you know, extra thing for the fans who who probably be interested to hear different versions. Uh, and, yeah, I was pleased to hear uh, that, you know, yeah. have it on there because... Having heard you know the originals and stuff and the remasters, it sounds it sounds good. But it's right. nice to have the extra stuff on it. For for me, it was what is it eighty five, eighty six, eighty four when I heard it. So I mean, you know, it's nice. Well, to we've hear done it. we've done everything we can to get the you know the optimum quality out of the tapes. And um, yeah, I just thought you know people would like to hear these extra extra tracks, even though they're only mono, uh, but there's different versions of the tracks and. Uh, um, you know, once I got hold of them, I keep, I keep everything. I'm the archivist in the band, you know. So I've, I've had these tapes for probably, uh, I don't know, five years or something like that, four or five years. And uh, I, 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 at the back of my mind, I kept thinking, one of the days this will happen and uh, we'll be able to use these for something. And so here we are. With, this is the time. <laughs> well, it's a good time for it, too. Um was there any, any any kind of concern with putting it out because you're also still a band with Sean's not in a band? Any kind of like um, weird kind of thing? No, because you know? it's like a classic. It's a classic album. I think everybody in the band appreciates that, you know, that's the legacy of Diamond Head is that, you know, Sean was a different member, but he hasn't been in the band almost 20 years now. Right. So uh, it's just that's what it is. No, no, nobody's, um, nobody's worried about... Uh, you know, upsetting the apple cart or anything. Well, I see that I, I, as a yeah. fan. I'm, I'm just saying, like, but like, is it like more of a challenge when you get fans in there and you get another singer in there? Yeah, and it's not better or worse. It's just different because it's just different. People change, yeah. but then, yeah. you, but then you still got the people, and it's not just with your band; it's with every band. We want the original. This we want the original. This. So finally, you, you got a point where you got a couple. You got some good albums out. You got a locked in singer. You got a good sounding band. Yeah, and then people are finally going okay. And then you do that again. I'm like, oh yeah, hey, does this mean it's going to be this guy again? And you're like, yes. no, 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 no. This is just a re-release with some bonus stuff to celebrate our our history. That's right. That's that's exactly how it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, without without this lineup, we wouldn't be. Oh, you know, we've just come off tour with Saxon. We did 20 dates in Europe, and we've got another 16 to go. Uh, so without this lineup, without Rasmus on vocals, we wouldn't be an active band. You know, because. Yeah. I like Rasmus. Uh, it definitely would have stopped, um, you know, a long time ago uh, without these these guys being involved, you know, and the, the energy they bring to to the band. That's awesome. How is it yeah. touring now? With, with, now with COVID and you, how is touring right now with COVID? Well, it, it, it's, there isn't that much of COVID being mentioned. Um, it's more to do with... Um, the Brexit thing has caused a problem. Oh, yeah. The whole European. Yeah, carnets have come back in where you have to list all the equipment and then you have to check it at the border. And it's really ridiculous. It's it, the common sense would say, well, we're a rock band. We've got the gear in the back, you know. Uh, so that's our gear. We're not going to sell it, you know. We're not. 
we're, we're not dodgy. We're just musicians. Right. We're traveling musicians. This is our equipment. There should be a pass for that. You know, there should be like some kind of, you know, card or some it kind is. of musicians thing that you, your a European musicians card that you guys yes. sign and follow those rules and you show it as a pass because everyone benefits from that. Yes. You know? I mean, they should be able to tell, okay, it's a proper band, right? You could look on online and in seconds you'd see it's a proper band. We're not, you know, selling equipment to, to, to you know, different countries. It's it's very strange. And why the, you know, and the nefarious people are not going through checkpoints. They're not going where you to see them. They're already sneaking in. Yeah, people that are doing these, going to the countries that don't want to be seen are going in different yeah. ways. They're not following yeah. the rules anyhow. So you're just punishing yeah. people that are following the rules. That's right. Yeah, and and you know, there's there's rumors like, oh, if you get caught, I could confiscate your gear or you could get fined or. And so you end up having to play the game. You have to pay like a thousand pounds to get this stupid car now, which is basically a load of pieces of paper in a plastic folder. And uh, it just adds more pressure and expense on the touring band. Uh, and it's so unnecessary, but there it is. So when is tour ends up? So what is the next tour I'm playing with you guys? Do you do some more uh, recordings well, or what? No, we've got a couple of two weeks off now. Yep. And then we set, Back off again with Saxon. Uh, and we do 16 dates, another 16 dates with Saxon uh, before December. And then uh, we'll see what happens next year. We've got a few odd plans, but uh, I better not say anything just yet. <laughs> That's right. We're fans. We're not going anywhere. We'll be pleased to hear it. You know, those are all those are all good things. Um, yeah. So I, just, I just want to touch the town a little bit more before I let you go. Um, and I'm looking here. I got the album up on my side here. I'm looking. I just want to talk about. So you have. It's actually some of the stuff you put on there was from the, from the Diamond Lights EP also. That's right. So it's almost like it's two albums. You have a couple of B sides, a couple demos. Then you also yep. have the four song EP along with the original. You know, Lighting to the Nations, yes. as cleaned up as you could. They're good anyhow. Yes. But you didn't rechange them. You didn't change the tunes. You didn't change it. So it's got the same guitar sound that you love. These are the original sounds, just a little crisper. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Well, I mean, with modern technology, you can you can you can do a little bit more to to the tapes and and get more a little bit more out of them. And um, you know, it's, of course, it's new artwork as well, isn't there? With yeah, the, with pretty this, cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm really chuffed with the artwork. I think the the labels done a great job, and uh, uh, everybody seems to be liking it. And it, it's it's on triple vinyl as well, which really—I mean, it's never done triple vinyl before, you know. Uh, so the packaging is is first class. Uh, so, you know, it feels like it's are, the album it should have been. It feels like it's getting the presentation it should have in the beginning. A little bit, you know. It, 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 when it came out, as you probably know, it came out in a white sleeve with no yeah. writing on and nothing, no photos, nothing. And uh, it was a shame in a way because. People didn't know what it was. It was almost like it was the demo album. People used to it got nicknamed the White Album. You know, it's supposed to be like information, <laughs> but the people didn't know what to call it or anything. And uh, over the years, you know, it's 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 continued to to get to, to sort of earn its fan base, and people still like it after forty oh, yeah. years, which is astonishing. But um, it it is almost like the cover. It always deserved to have yeah i feel it, do, it feels like it because i mean like honestly when i said oh it's re here i listen to the old stuff and i'm like oh it's it's out again let me listen to it and I, i'm listening to it i'm like i cannot believe still how exciting and fresh these songs sound at that time and to now it's not like it doesn't sound like oh this sounds like so-and-so now 
still sounds fresh as ever. It's mm-hmm. exciting. So people have heard it before. Obviously, check it out because there's a demo. There's everything there. It's great. You want to hear that. And if you're not a fan, that's why we're talking about these great songs. It's going to make you a fan to check everything else out. You know, this is where it began. Behold the beginning. This is where it began. Like into the nations, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the last thing I want to ask you about? Like, what about the other members? Have you had any feedback from the other guys? Uh, in this? You mean the original guys, Sean? Yeah. Hey, are they like got any feedback from like, oh, it's out again? It looks great, or like anything kind of? Not, not really. Um, I still see Colin and Dunk occasionally, um, and um, you know we discussed all this, um, but um, they haven't really got back in touch um, about the new because it's only been out. Of, you know, a few weeks. Uh, so I don't even know if I've seen the artwork and all that yet. And oh. I've been busy with this this European tour, so I haven't had a chance to to hook up really. So um, I, I'm sure that you know they'll be happy with it. They're, they're fully aware that it, it was all coming out and it right. was all you know above board. But I would be um, excited about it if I was them. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I'm proud of. I'm still. I'm the the guy who sort of, you know, it's my, right, it's my it. band, you know, I right. formed the band. So I, I'm the guy who's kind of been in it for the long run. I'm still here, for, you know, playing live, promoting it. So the other guys have kind of disappeared a bit off the scene. I, I don't know exactly, you know, Colin and Dunk don't play anymore, uh, but but Sean, as far as I know, still writes songs, uh, but doesn't do gigs or don't seem to make any records. So... I, I don't know exactly what uh, Sean's up to, but um, it is what it is, you know. It seems like there's only me that wanted to Wave keep the, flag. the band going at all costs. Really. Well, and thank you for doing that. It's a good band. It was no way you shouldn't have stopped for any it reason. It's a good band, I agree. I agree. And, it would have been a shame to let it disappear, you know. It's, it's it was a bigger crime. Start, you know, give crime up. Than the yeah, guy who yeah. took half your publishing. <laughs> you stopped. <laughs> The fact you guys have persevered through so many things through the years, that's why people need to take check you guys out. You've pushed through everything. And, you know, I just think the other guys, it's just exciting looking back at the legacy of what they did on that album yeah. with you would, yeah. would be very, very exciting. I'm just saying, even if you weren't a musician anymore, being like, oh my God, it's coming out again? What are we doing yeah. to it now? What's the artwork? Like, I would be excited. I'd be calling you, hey, what days are going out? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know I had yeah, a certain job, right. but this is cool. This is a cool thing, you know? So. Maybe, maybe that you know, because they're not involved on a day to day like I am, then uh, maybe they're just happy to like, you know, uh, that was then and this is now. You know, maybe they're not um, that that bothered about, about it. That's probably why they're not doing music anymore, and you are because you just look more. Yeah, that's music yeah. more exciting. Yeah, that's right. I mean, w- when Colin left Diamond Head in 1983, he sold all his gear. And and never played again, never played the bass again. And we did have a jam in about 2000, but he got no gear and I had to lend him a bass. <laughs> so, you know, he just sort of, that's it, I'm done, I'm out of here, I'm I'm over it. So That's amazing. I've seen people do that. They, they quit and they sell all the gear. And then two yeah. years later, they go back and they're like swearing because they lost their favorite guitars. Because, you know, you never <laughs> give up a guitar that you don't want. You're like, I can give yeah. it up. And then you regret it. How many guitars do you have that you regret giving up in your life, right? Yeah, I thought it was unusual to completely, you know, I thought it wasn't that bad. Being in Diamond, it wasn't that bad. I didn't think. Yeah, it's, it's been rocking. But I, I never once thought, right, I'm going to give up. I'm going to sell all my gear. I'm going to become a, a, you know, a gas meter reader or or something. Um, 
So I, I thought it was a little bit strange to to, to turn your back on it to that Hold extent. On. Right, not make it a hobby or a weekend thing. Like yeah. music's in your blood when you see voice. That's pretty extreme. Yeah, that's why I, I think when you when you get into rock music, it is like you say in your blood. It's it's like uh, you, it never leaves you, does it? I, I'm still. No, you have to rock. do something. You have to do something. I'm doing it's a show. Serious. I'm not playing out. I'm doing a show with you. You have yeah, to do yeah. something to keep give music alive i still i still love music i listen to it i go and watch bands i, I enjoy playing i enjoy making records uh you know that's in me and will always will be in me so i you know we're all different we are well right i want to thank you for being on the show and doing this and talking about this it's been an honor i thank you know, it's, it's been awesome man and not just and i, and I want to just want to say don't just check out once you get past this album check out the other albums too because rasmus is a great singer and he's, he's had some really great lineups and really good songs, you know. They're just different. It's, it's just like having, it's like, I love that. It's like some of my favorite bands have different versions. You have two or three different versions of your favorite band, you know. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Don't yeah. compare the two because they're not. It's not the two. You, don't, you can't compare people. It's just two. It's just another singer with more good songs from the same yeah. guitar player and songwriter. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, lots of bands have done it, haven't they? Replaced yeah, 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 yeah. their singer and, and carried on. You know, ACDC carried on and I made and Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. But I just want people that haven't heard the other stuff to check it out because the other stuff's really good too. So Okay. <laughs> I want to thank you. You have a good day. Thanks. And people check out everything under the links. We'll be on the show and go to the website and go everywhere and listen to the music. It's been great.